Stu Does America. Anyone but Joe Biden or anyone but Biden 2024 merch is up at StuDoesMerch.com. Use the code Stu10 to save 10%. The bumper stickers are up there now. And the cool, like, uh, I don't know, cold drink cups. You know, those, like, I don't know, Yeti type of cups. They're up there, too. Check them out. If you're watching on YouTube, like this video right now. Subscribe to the channel and hit the bell for notifications. Please help us grow the channel. It's the least we can do for each other. I'll sit here and blab for endless amounts of time, and uh, you click the buttons. I mean, that's how it's, this relationship works. It's transactional. Glenn Beck is here with his take on the Biden impeachment inquiry. The governor of New Mexico continues to face backlash for her unconstitutional gun grab. But we start by doing the immigration wake-up call. Hey, guess what, everybody? We caught our murderer. Yeah, we did it. We caught a murderer. Good job, boys and girls. Escaped Pennsylvania killer Danilo Cavacante. Captured using heat technology and a border patrol dog. Uh, congratulations. Now, here is his escape from prison, which I just, I was, uh, do we have the video, actually, of him escaping a prison uh, for a second? Uh, this is him. Uh, going, he kind of walks over here, and then he's just going to shimmy up the wall. And like, this is the type of thing that I, if I was in prison, I'd have this idea. And I think if I just, wait a minute, if I just go like that, I can get out. And then I just would not have the core strength. Like halfway up, I would just plummet to my demise on the pavement. Uh, very, very unfortunate. I would probably look like he did in the arrest photo. Uh, lots of blood on my face afterward. And of course, uh, wearing a Philadelphia Eagles hoodie, which <laughs> I will say for number one, go birds. Uh, and uh, number two, you know, I, I kind of like him a little more now. I know he's a murderer, but uh, he's an Eagles fan, so I can't really dislike him. Sorry about that. Uh, so that's just the way this works. The other thing you might not know about him, other than the fact that at least, he, I mean, they say he stole the Eagles hoodie. I'm fine with that explanation. Don't necessarily need another murderer who's an Eagles fan, because I'm sure there's plenty of them. Um, but uh, one thing you don't hear a lot about is how he got here. Like, who is he? Where is he from? Not born in Philly. Not a native-born Eagles fan. No, no. He was born in Brazil, where he uh, went on to murder someone in Brazil, leave the country, come to the United States, murder someone again here, get caught, then get out of prison and finally get tracked down. Well, look, it's good news. I'm glad he's in prison. But did we really need another murder in America? Do we need maybe if we had border controls and maybe some control over our own sovereignty, he wouldn't have been here in the first place. That's kind of what I would prefer. And it seems like people are sort of waking up to this way of thinking uh, lately, including even blue states and blue cities, including people like Mayor Eric Adams. He predicts the migrant crisis will destroy New York City. If you've seen these clips, they're pretty amazing. And honestly, I don't think I ever thought I'd hear a Democrat speak this way again. Now, we used to see this all the time from Democrats, you know, as recently as the 90s, where they used to come out all the time and talk about all the, the costs of illegal immigrants and how they were hurting the economy because they were lowering prices for all their unionized uh, buddies who were uh, working these jobs. Well, that, that, that era of Democrats is long gone, but it seems to be maybe returning. Here's Eric Adams talking about the costs of the migrant crisis in his city. Let me tell you something, New Yorkers. Never in my life have I had a problem that I did not see an ending to. I don't see an ending to this. I don't see an ending to this. This issue will destroy New York City. Destroy New York City. We're getting 10,000 migrants a month. One time we were just in Venezuela. 
Now we get Ecuador. Now we get Russian speaking coming through Mexico. Now we get uh, Western Africa. Now we get people from all over the globe have made their minds up that they're going to come through the southern part of the border and come into New York City. No way. I mean, whoever, 10,000 a month, that's like two, that's like a Tuesday for Texas. I, I don't know. I'm just very disturbed at how uh, angry and mean Mayor Adams sounds. He just apparently does not like people of color. I think that's the most logical explanation. And he's come a heck of a long way from We Love Immigrant NYC and um, Immigrant Heritage Week. You know, that was not that long ago, only in April. And he's gone from loving immigrants so much that they had to have Immigrant Heritage Week all the way to now. He's all the way to black Trump. Yes, <laughs> Mayor Adams has been described as black Trump for warning about the migrant crisis have, with his bigoted thinking. You see, he doesn't like people of color. Right? I don't know the math on this one, but don't think about it too long because that always hurts your brain. Now, why is this happening? Because... The easy thing to do here is to blame places like Texas. Texas has been sending and busing migrants up to that area. We talked to Greg Abbott earlier this week on the radio show, and he I, you, I honestly thought he was going to take credit for this because, honestly, there's been no policy that has changed the debate about immigration in the 20-some-odd years I've been doing this more than this policy. It's changed everything because now you have Democrats in these blue states saying, holy crap, we know what ta- Texas is talking about now. They don't say it that way. For example... Eric Adams in that same speech said, well, Greg Abbott, he's a madman down there in Texas. That's how all this started. Yeah, but he's complaining about the same thing you're complaining about. You guys actually agree on almost all of this. There's a massive cost when it comes to illegal immigration. When you have people that come to your city and they earn no money and they're constantly costing you and costing you and costing you, it's hurting economies. It sometimes hurts the crime problem, as you may know in Pennsylvania. Lots of things like this happen, and it's been something we've been complaining about for approximately one zillion years in Texas. And now places like New York are just waking up to it. But the question is, is Texas busing? Is that even responsible for the migrant crisis across cities? Now, Governor Abbott has sent a bunch of uh, illegal immigrants up to this area. And he did that uh, as a way to kind of help send a message, which it definitely did, help change the conversation, which it definitely did, and help ease the burden on Texas, which it definitely did. But I can tell you this, the problem in New York is not solely caused by Texas. You know, remember when this started, it was uh, Governor Ducey in Arizona who was doing it, along with Greg Abbott in Texas, and a little bit from Ron DeSantis in Florida. Well, you don't really hear anything about DeSantis doing this uh, anymore. And Ducey's no longer in office. He's he's out of office now. It's pretty much just Abbott. But so is Abbott doing all of this himself? Not even close. The Texas busing program has sent about 34,740 migrants to other states since April of 22, enough to populate a small city. But that is a paltry subset of the hundreds of thousands who have crossed the border during that period, most of whom have probably also made their way to destinations outside Texas. New York alone has received more than 100,000 migrants in the last year, but only 13,100 were sent on buses provided by the state of Texas. So the idea that you're just going to blame evil Republicans and mean governors in the South for this problem is sort of ridiculous. It's not true. It's uh, the, the typical sort of thing that Democrats do. Instead of just take responsibility for the, pro- the problem, which is, of co- course, caused by their own party. Like all these policies 
have been implemented by Democrats. When Republicans have tried to crack down on the border, Democrats have said you don't like people who look different than you. Uh, That's been the sort of dumb debate we've had in this country for 20 years. Well, that's changing now. Um, Now, why is this happening? Why are these numbers so big? Well, as Greg Abbott explained to us earlier, some of it is him busing people uh, up to uh, uh, New York and other uh, other blue places. But the majority of it is are people who are crossing the border illegally or claiming asylum. And then the uh, actual border people, the the um, the DHS um, and the Biden administration are busing them all around the country and flying them all around the country. Plus, Biden's uh, wind up changing the policies in a big way around the expiration of Title 42. You remember how they were worried about having this big backlog of people on the border that was going to cause all these problems and be very embarrassing for the administration. So there's a bunch of changes the Biden administration made to border policy, one of which was to basically encourage uh, skip the border. Don't go to the border. Just fly in. Just fly into whatever city you want to go to. Therefore, there won't be a big buildup of the border and you can stay for a couple of years. This is the policy. Biden immigration policy giving temporary legal status to thousands facing a court challenge. Here's the policy, though. The humanitarian parole program announced in January allows up to 30,000 people from Cuba, Haiti, Nicaragua and Venezuela to be admitted into the U.S. each month for urgent humanitarian reasons or significant public benefit on a case-by-case basis, according to the Biden administration. Under the program, migrants are allowed to stay in the U.S. for up to two years and must go through an online application process and have a financial sponsor and undergo background and security checks. So there's some process to this. The financial sponsor part of it seems to be basically just a piece of submitted paperwork to say that you're not going to be some big drain on the system. We have no idea how many people are actually sticking to that arrangement and if the people here in the U.S. are actually living up to their end of the bargain. Now, all of this is changing opinions. In New York now, 41% of New Yorkers, not 41% of Republicans, but 41% of New Yorkers are saying they want a wall between U.S. and Mexico. Maybe Eric Adams really is black Trump. Who knew? I didn't know. And I think we should really get to the point here where we're saying uh, more positive things here. It's not that we want to keep illegal immigrants out. We don't want to bust them out of Texas to blue areas to teach them a lesson or prove a point. We want to do that to help them. You see, the truth is, uh, according to the left, people in the South and in red states don't like immigrants. They don't have big government policies to protect them. They're all evil, hate-mongering racists. And in the blue states, they're all very, very nice. And they have all this public apparatus to take care of people because they want to be a sanctuary city. They want to help you if you're an illegal immigrant. And Glenn and I were talking uh, the, the other day and thinking to ourselves, you know, Maybe we should just put up billboards all around the south, all the southern border, and advertise some of the incredible benefits that you could have as you come into the country and go to these other areas. Don't stay in Texas where everyone's mean. Go instead to these blue states where everything's wonderful. For example, New York City. You get insured access to all city services if you're an illegal immigrant. You get the right to shelter. That law guarantees you a place to sleep. And then, of course, maybe a quote from a big public official like Eric Adams. The ultimate city of immigrants wants you to remember you're always welcome here, says Eric Adams. What about a billboard like that? 
right on the border. As people cross over, they can say, wow, look at that. Maybe I should go to New York. And then you might see the next billboard and say, wait a minute. Instead, maybe I should go to Chicago. You will not be asked about your immigration status in Chicago. Your information will not be disclosed to authorities. You will not be denied city services. That's from the Chicago Welcoming City Ordinance. Promises all of those things. Chicago is not partnered with ICE, the Immigration's Custom Enforcement Agency. And then, of course, new mayor, Brandon Johnson, who said, Sanctuary means that everyone is welcome here. And as a city, we commit to take care of each other and provide all of our neighbors with the resources they need to thrive. Hmm, thinking maybe I'm going to go to Chicago now. That sounds pretty good. But what about San Francisco? They have limited cooperation between local and federal immigration officials thanks to the 2017 Sanctuary State Bill. You could take advantage of a plethora of perks through the Office of Civic Engagement and Immigration Affairs. You can get food and cash through the CalFresh and CAP programs. And as Mayor London Breed said, as a proud sanctuary city, we have an obligation to provide a safe space for our immigrant families to live and thrive. These aren't just like normal arrangements. These are things that are wonderful. You're going to thrive in these cities. Texas is mean. They're mean and ugly. It's terrible there. Go to a place where you can thrive like Portland, Oregon. You can enjoy low-cost health services regardless of your immigration status. We do not cooperate in P Portland with Immigration's Customs Enforcement. And then Ted Wheeler said, the mayor, of course, from Portland, I will continue to fight for our right to be an inclusive, welcoming city. Yes, even if it means going to jail. How about them apples? Seattle, you'll never be asked about your immigration status. That's the law in Seattle. You can get free ESL, English as a Second Language, and computer literacy classes for free, a free education. And Seattle receives meaningful input from immigrant and refugee communities that make our city the inclusive, welcoming, equitable place we want it to be. That's from Mayor Bruce Harrell. What a what? These all sound like awesome locations. Why not go there? I don't know. Now, of course, uh, people are starting to realize on the right how well this policy has worked. Jim Garrity has a great column kind of reviewing many of the Democrats' statements from before they got a bunch of immigrants to their uh, communities uh, in an article called Democratic Officials Belatedly Realize the Consequences of Unrestrained Migration. He writes, all these Democratic lawmakers were fine with insufficient border and lax immigration enforcement as long as the associated problems were mostly contained to border states such as Texas, New Mexico, Arizona, and California. If the consequences of illegal immigration were primarily somebody else's problem, these Democratic lawmakers were all for it. Now that those problems are manifesting in their communities, they sound like they're ready to cheer at a Trump rally. See, black Trump is real, boys and girls. It's true. Look, I'm glad that these politicians are waking up. I'm glad that they realize that this is real. This problem was not a problem of people down south being racists. That's not what was going on here. But it was so internalized by everybody in these blue states that that's what they were able to convince themselves of. This wasn't a real problem. It was just a big complaint about people who looked differently in these southern states. They wanted everyone to be white. Do you remember the picture of AOC crying at the immigration uh, migration detention center in her like $5,000 shoes? Do you remember that picture? That's the picture of every Democrat. Every Democrat saying like, oh my gosh, I can't believe the terrible way they're treating these people. But when it comes down to it, when the real, when rubber hits the, meets the road, the bottom line is they don't have anything. They don't have anything to complain about. The truth is 
They see the problems just like we see the problems. And I want to gloat about that, but I am happy that they're actually seeing this in real life and can actually now reflect reality. And what's happened over this long period of time is people in blue states and blue cities have been able to sit up there and kind of curl up on the couch in their cozy little cocoon of a blanket and sit there and say, I'm protected from this. I never have to deal with it. And I'm protected by the realization, my fake belief that in, uh, down there in the South, all those people are racist. What those complaints they have aren't real. I'm able to, con- to kind of curl up and warm myself in this awesome realization that I'm better than those people down South. Those people down South are hurtful racists and their problems aren't real problems. But when the buses start arriving, those problems become real. And all of a sudden, they sound just like we do down here in Texas. The truth is, illegal immigration has nothing to do with disliking a certain group of people at all. If these were all Swedish immigrants, we'd be saying the same thing. You have to follow the freaking law. When your first step in this country is a crime, the first step, that's it. The the actual footprint in the soil is an actual crime. How are we to believe that you're going to be some upstanding member of society, especially when we have so many incredibly valuable legal immigrants who have come here and made this country a better place? They've made made it better. They've increased the competition. They've advanced our society in a million different ways. Those people worked hard to get here because they came here the right way. And you want us to just ignore that? You want us to not only ignore that you're breaking the law, but you want us to ignore how you're shortcutting all these people. You're cutting in line before all these people who are waiting to come here the right way. I'm not going to do it. And when these problems start packing, uh, piling up, we have to sit here and realize that there has to be a solution that doesn't just put all of the heat on places like Texas and Arizona. That's not fair. This has this burden should be first of all, targeted to be slowed down and stopped. Illegal immigration should be stopped and we should be doing everything we can to stop it. But the cost should be spread around to all the places that are encouraging it to happen. When you have a quote like, please come here, we're a welcoming city, we're a sanctuary city, we're going to treat you so well you're never going to believe it. Well, then you should be the one paying the bill for it. You should be the one bearing the cost for that. When you incentivize people to come, you should pay the bill. Now, Saturday, September 23rd is your opportunity to come to own some prime Texas acreage at wholesale prices. Yeah, it's coming up soon. I want to introduce you to the Overlook at Richland Chambers, where you can find never-before-offered two-to-four-acre lake estates for only $79,900. You can come and see why this is the best wholesale land value in the state of Texas. Now, September 23rd, it's coming up soon. You could also own a rare eight-plus-acre direct dockable property with over 545 feet of shoreline 
for only $199,900. It's less than an hour from Dallas and only two hours from Houston. These properties are serviced by paved roads and utilities. You can buy now. You can have the freedom to choose your own builder and build when you're ready. Located in the mecca of outdoor activities, including some of the best fishing in Texas. There's huge demand for lake property in Texas, and it's a great place to relax and vacation uh, if uh, that's your thing, or if you want to maybe even own a second home, you want to retire, whatever it is. Plus, there's no HOA. No HOA here. This is incredible. Buy directly from the developer and save thousands on September 23rd. These properties are wholesale priced to sell in one day. Call 765-LAKE. Now, 765-LAKE-NOW, or online at TXLakefront.com. That's TXLakefront.com. <laughs> I'm joined now by Glenn Beck. He has a brand new special coming up tonight, uh, 9 p.m. Eastern. It's called Debunked, the Three Biggest Lies About Ukraine. Make sure you stay tuned for that. Uh, the Ukraine thing is, uh, of course, uh, on the top of my mind a lot because I think we might all get blown up yeah, very soon so because yeah. of what we're doing there. Before we get into that, can I just give you a compliment? Sincerely, you know, I'm always like a jerk to you. I've noticed yeah, that. You've yeah. noticed it too. Yeah, but I was just in the green room getting ready and I watched your monologue and I thought, this is really a good show and you should do this more than once a week. Really? Yeah. Mm-hmm. I think it would be good. I, I do the show... Uh, Several days a week, yeah. More, more than one. On this network? On this. Wow. Yeah, on this, this, this network. How many days? I mean, like, a, like several, like multiple. Um, we've been doing that for yeah. years, actually. Huh. Yeah. Hmm. Well, yeah. That explains a lot. Anyway, <laughs> uh, so we were talking about the special tonight. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I know you're, you're very obviously interested in Ukraine and these three specific lies. What? The three specific okay, lies. What would these lies? What, when you're saying, when you think about the, the three specific lies, <laughs> this is payback, isn't it? <laughs> yes, I was going to be nice to you. I was ready to move on to something completely different. Okay, so let's go to um, let's go to the uh, impeachment. So no, 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 no. You can't leave it there. You cannot leave it there. I was going to let you. A, no. What are the three specific <laughs> lies you're going to be talking about on tonight's show? One. Is I don't know. Okay, I don't know. That's why I, I was trying to bail you out. I know. I don't know. I, I can don't tell. Know. It's going to be with you a for a very long time. Good. I can see it in your yes. eyes. And you're like, I can't remember. You're like Rick Perry in that debate. You're yeah. like, I don't I, know which which. I we no had idea. a meeting about this particular show mm -hmm. two weeks ago. Mm -hmm. I was very involved. We we did all the research. <laughs> I just haven't seen what they came up with, and I probably won't. I probably uh, Chris, you won't see it. What do you mean you won't see it? You're doing the show. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I mean. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. No. I, I, you no, know, well, I've developed this ability to yes. where because you could ask me tomorrow, Glenn, what was last night's show about? And I'll be like, I don't know, because I've developed this ability where I can I can read things yeah. and it goes right straight to the vocal cords, bypasses the brain, <laughs> goes right to the vocal wow. cords. Most mm. anchors can do this. Mm -hmm. And uh, that way you can think about, like, what am I going to have for dinner tonight? What did I have for dinner last night? You can have those kinds of really? thoughts while you're... <laughs> How much... Can you, like, form a new recipe for what you're going to have for dinner while oh, sure, I could do... I, oh, no, I could do a wow. lot of things while I'm... Yeah. This is Hall of Fame broadcasting type stuff. No. 
This is really what it. That's what it's a made great up spin. Let's leave it at Let's that. Leave it at that. Okay. And move on good. With our lives. No, I, actually, tonight's yeah. show is mm-hmm. we start with the impeachment, mm-hmm. and these are the things uh, like we're winning the war. We're not winning the war. Mm. We're not even close to winning the war. Um, I think this is a money laundering scheme. Myself, but yeah, and uh, you'll get into those details probably tonight. You're not sure, but maybe tonight. Could uh, be. On the program. Okay, uh, let's talk. Speaking of impeachment, let's go to the uh, the other impeachment going on. <laughs> yeah. I, I guess, well, there's two. You had the, the Trump-Ukraine impeachment a while ago. Now you have the new impeachment, which also has a lot to do with Ukraine. Yeah. That, Who would have thought that Ukraine had so much influence on our... Right? I, I, I mean, I think that Trump phone call was a godsend for us. Mm. Not for the rest of the country. It was bad. <laughs> but for us, because... I am prepared now to talk about all the impeachment stuff because I know all the players in Ukraine. Mm. And and nobody's talking about how Hillary Clinton, George Soros, uh, John Kerry, uh, the State Department, our ambassador over there. It's all this toxic stew of really bad stuff. And when I think stew, I think toxic. <laughs> you do. Yeah. You do. And that's, that's, that makes a lot of sense. Um, as far as the Biden impeachment goes, do you think, because I think there's multiple questions when you talk about an impeachment. Number one, do you have the goods on this, right? And I think, I mean, you've done multiple shows on this. We're well beyond the point where you think this is a legitimate accusation. There's plenty of corruption here and you can prove it. Oh, my gosh. I could prove it. I could prove it with just the research that we've done. I could prove it. Um, uh, n- now what this inquiry is supposed to do is get the get the banking records is the most important. You know, you have uh, uh, between 100 and 200 um, flags that went from banks mm. to the Treasury saying this is money laundering. Please pay attention to this. I mean, that that's a quite a number. That's quite a number. Um, we're going to be able to now have the access to what do these shell corporations do? And your granddaughter, who's like seven, that has this shell corporation, what, as a CEO, what, what is her mission statement? Uh, oh, it's that Biden entrepreneurial spirit. You yeah. Know? She's very, very, very young. Very yeah. young. And uh, is it a lemonade stand? Did I'm she, not she, sure. Did she make it into an LLC? Uh, yeah, I'm not sure. Hmm. But, um, you know, I was talking to Megan Kelly yesterday and I said, Megan, I'm not an attorney. You are. And you have seen case after case after case. Does I think. That with, with what I have, it's an open and shut case. With what the government has and what we've seen alone, I think this is an open and shut case. This is so clear. And she said, oh, my gosh, this, this trial would be over that fast, mm. that fast, wow. if it wasn't political. And I feel like the, the problem with all of this is the American people have about a 30-second attention span where they're going to listen to this. And I think partisanship shrinks that even more, right? Like, I think a, a person who doesn't like Donald Trump, does like Joe Biden, maybe have 15 seconds to sell them this case, right? That's going to be hard. That's going to be pretty hard. Is it possible? Can, can anyone do it? Or, and secondly, so here's can the, the people who so are actually going to be in charge of it actually accomplish Here this? is the amazing thing. 35% of Democrats now think... He did something illegal uh, and 
there's criminal activity here. So this is working. 35% of Democrats, Mm -hmm. right. Mm -hmm. Um, And that's with the media full steam saying there's nothing here, there's nothing here, there's nothing to see. 34% of Democrats, it has broken through to them and they're like, "Eh, I got news for you. It looks like there is something there, Mm. okay? So if the impeachment inquiry actually does what uh, the impeachment did in 1973 or four, which was bring people to the witness stand in the, in the hearing rooms, mm-hmm. okay, and actually make the case piece by piece, he'll never survive that. He will be, he'll, he will resign. My guess is he's gonna resign. I don't know if you saw the New York Times today, I think it was Times or Post. One of his big supporters, huge, diehard supporters, um, wrote an op-ed who said, and he said, "Look, I love Biden, and I don't want to see them go because he and he so and Kamala—they're so great, they're <laughs> wonderful. But uh, you know, I think maybe he should take an exit now. Um, and the key, if I remember correctly, the key to Nixon resigning was he lost the key support. He lost like four people in the Senate." Mm who said, you gotta go, you gotta go. I've been with you, I've been for you, you gotta it's go. It's time, and yeah. you think we hit that point with Biden? Yeah, I do. So you don't, you, if you, gun to your head right now, you say Joe Biden is not the nominee for the yep. Democrats in 2024. Yep. Wow, uh, that's amazing. Um, I've also noticed you've gone with uh, inquiry instead of, uh, in, or inquiry instead of inquiry. Is that? Is that yeah, that's a word you could, that's a word you can use either way. Uh-huh. I, mean, I think it kind of is. I do I don't hear think both. It is. I think it's inquiry. Inquiry. Yeah. Not inquiry. Yeah. Okay. Uh, is that what I've been saying? I think you said inquiry. I am the dumbest guy <laughs> ever on Hall television. of Fame. I, I'm Hall of Fame. Well, see, now how does this work? When you're wa- reading like the teleprompter and it goes through your eyes and it comes out of your mouth, does it, you have no idea how, like, what no, pronunciation? No, that's why I said inquiry and I didn't know. <laughs> I didn't even know I said it. I didn't even know. Because I was just reading it off of that camera right there. Um, can I bring up another impeachment story? Because I think we don't have enough of them going on right now. Yeah. And I'm not going to do the Texas one, which you covered really well with Sarah Gonzalez on radio today. If you're interested in that one, uh, go back and, and check That's out. That's so the important. Yeah, it's a really important one. I want to go to the one that I want to happen in New Mexico with Governor Lujan Grisham, who has decided that she could just unilaterally ban the Second Amendment in her state, multiple counties, uh, on a whim. Uh, how We have to make sure this stops and we have to shoot this down, or uh, this is going to this is going to be the new democratic tactic everywhere. I feel like that is the new democratic tactic everywhere. Mm. I mean, and it's becoming the progressive right, the the old, you know, Mitch McConnell kind of George Bush uh, mm. mo as well as explained in the Texas impeachment. Um, but I think we have a real story to tell here. I, I think. The system worked as it was supposed to. Now, I'd like to see her impeached as well um, for just going ahead. Because, you know, when you can't get your own attorney general on board, that's your chief law enforcement officer, your your chief attorney that's going to make all of your cases for you. He came out and he said, this is absolutely unconstitutional. Well, she said, I'm not going to listen to the press tell me what's unconstitutional. Well, okay, don't listen to the press. Have you checked with your own attorney? 
I think she thought she could make a name for herself and become the the darling of the the left mm -hmm. by going bold because she used that word several times. Oh, yeah. It's time for bold action, and she did it not realizing. Uh, no, there are limits. Even in her state, there are limits to uh, violating the Constitution, and that's one of them. And I, I, I think the police chief was the first to say, we're not doing that. Then it was the sheriff. Yesterday it was the AG saying, that there's, it's not enforceable. I'm not going to enforce this law. It is against. And then to have, what's her name, Poppy Wonderkind or whatever. Yeah, Poppy Wonderkind, that's yeah, her name. On, yes. uh, on <laughs> CNN. Harlow, I mean, Poppy Harlow. Poppy Harlow. Mm -hmm. Poppies. Um, is Poppy a name? Like, I, I mean, I honestly... I don't know. I got it from the witch, and, you know, she's like, Poppy, right. Poppy. Yeah, and I, I think like those poppies, Poppy probably puts you to sleep mm. on CNN. But, mm -hmm. um, but credit to her, Sincerely right? credit sincerely. to her because mm -hmm. she got on and said, look, I've read the U.S. Constitution, but I'm reading the... Um, uh, New Mexico Constitution. <laughs> Which is really clear. Most people don't even know their state has a constitution. <laughs> Here's a CNN anchor who knows that and will quote it to her face, uh, to her face and saying, there's no room here. It, it specifically says no municipality, no county, no one can touch uh, the Second Amendment. It's really clear. Oh, it's super clear. Um, so this is a good story. Then, like, a, I mean, I think there's more to the system, right? The system, the court needs to shoot it down so it's official in stone. And I do think her being impeached is the right outcome here. I, I know we talk about impeachment with corruption, but go back and read Madison for the Federalist Papers. He's talking about you take the, the executive, the judi judicial, and the legislative branch collectively and take all that power for yourself. That is the definition of tyranny. Those are his words. Literal definition of tyranny. This is what he was talking about. This is what the founders were talking about. Who is this? Alex, who? James Madison. He was James, one of our founders. Hmm. A founder? Yeah, he was one of the founders of the country. And he wrote stuff. In, in, the, in the Federalist Papers. Wrote it down? Can I get a tape of it? Any of his speeches? Or? Well, I, we're going to work on that for you. because. <laughs> Poppy wants it. Poppy wants it. Poppy wants it. Poppy Poppy wants it. Yeah. It is. I think no, it is. She does need to be impeached for this. Well, I don't I mean, think she will, but I, I think she should. Honestly, be. that's exactly what this president is doing as well. Yep. And totally. nobody's nobody's talking he should about be impeached that. Too on that. He says, "I know the Constitution does not allow me the power to do these things, but, but I'm doing them anyway." That's and then the, the Supreme Court says no. He then puts himself over the Supreme Court and says, I'm still doing it. I'm going to do it a different way. Until, yeah. and, I mean, it's just unbelievable. All right, Glenn Beck, new special coming up. Glenn is incredibly engaged in every single aspect <laughs> of tonight's program. I actually, yeah, it's a <laughs> no, good special. No, I know special. you. I know you. It's going to be great. 9 p.m. Eastern, debunked the three biggest lies about Ukraine. Be sure to check it out. Of course, you should uh, watch that on your Blaze TV uh, subscription. BlazeTV.com slash stew. The promo code is stew. You'll save 10 bucks. Glenn, thanks for this coming on. This show is actually on every night. Yeah, yeah, well, most of the nights. Not every night. Oh, thank God for small blessings. Goodbye. <laughs> yeah, bye. bye. You don't have to... In the middle of the segment and you just walked off nobody's watching i don't know if you've been through it yet or not but buying or selling a home isn't exactly fun uh, it's a lot of work and it's a lot of stress and you don't want to be wrapped up in that process without a good ally on your side as you see i have great allies here at the company like glenn you know always on my side always working to help the show and and you know make 
He's yelling over there. Um, he started a company called Real Estate Agents I Trust dot com. You know, right now I don't feel like recommending it to you, but I do know it ha- happens to be about good. Uh, a good company, and they do good work for so many people. They get the best agent in your uh, in your area. Whether you're buying or selling a home, you need the best person on your side. Realestateagentsitrust.com is the place to go for that person. Uh, Realestateagentsitrust.com. Despite a, in spite of Glenn, I would still go there. Uh, it's free to you. Realestateagentsitrust.com. Some good news when it comes to the New Mexico governor and her blatantly unconstitutional order to ban guns in a couple of counties in uh, in New Mexico. Uh, The attorney general of New Mexico has written a letter and said, simply put, I do not believe that the emergency order will have any meaningful impact on public safety. But more importantly, I do not believe it passes constitutional muster. Uh, goes on to say that given that only responsible gun owners are likely to abide, much less recognize your ban, it is unclear how this action will lead to a measurable decline in gun violence in our community. And of course, like, look, I want to stop gun violence, too. I think we all do. But it doesn't really matter if it works on gun violence or not, frankly. It, it just it doesn't pass constitutional muster and uh, you can't do it. That's what the Constitution is. You can't what, break these lines, even if you really super duper want to. That's just that's the whole point of having a constitution. Now, what's fascinating about this is it has there has been some real pushback and even from the left. And I, I know like I my tendency is to be like, oh, gosh, you know, kind of mock the idea that they're waking up. But I think it's important to encourage this. And I think when you have this sort of pushback, you get people like this attorney general who feel comfortable enough to come out and say, look, I know this is unconstitutional. I'm going to say something without other liberals speaking up. I think this might not happen. Maybe he sits quietly and doesn't say anything about this. Um, And more of this goes on at CNN. Now, we've been talking about the CNN rehab. They have been having this issue where they were, uh, they had this big liberal um, uh, persona and and reputation, which of course was well-earned. They brought in new ownership, tried to turn things around a little bit with Chris Licht. That, you know, wound up shaking apart. And but it does seem like they're still trying to do this. And occasionally you see these really positive moments. When I do see them, I really think it's important to point them out. So here's Poppy Harlow talking to the governor of New Mexico and really calling her out like legitimate journalism being done on CNN. Watch. Do you think you're on solid constitutional ground here? Well, um, we're going to see. I mean, look, I wouldn't no. do it if I didn't think I had the right. I have the but right. Where is the right? The New Mexico Constitution, I looked last night, Article 2, Section 6, says this, quote, No law shall abridge the right of citizens to keep and bear arms for security and defense. No municipality or county shall regulate in any way any incident of the right to keep and bear arms. Are you not in violation of both the U.S. Constitution and your state's Constitution? I don't believe that we are. Yes, you do. Of course she does. She knows she's in violation. Obviously, she's, you know, of course, you, you push these things up, the you throw these at the flagpole, maybe get a, a good judge. Uh, that's and when I say good judge, I mean a bad judge, one that's going to approve of your side and you get through, get it through. And, you know, it takes a while until it gets to the Supreme Court. And then when it does, you just complain about the court. Right. Um, that could be what uh, what happens here. I think more likely than not, it's just going to get shut down and everyone's going to ignore it. I mean, the, the sheriff, the police chief, uh, the attorney general are all saying this is unconstitutional and makes them very uncomfortable. They all know this. And it's a good sign that the left is stepping up. Maybe there's a little bit. Maybe there is a line for even the people on the left. And look. There are moments where I doubt that's true. So if it is true and there is a line, good, because things are better today than I thought they were yesterday. 
Wall Street tells you to put your money in an IRA or 401k. They say, you know, risking your life's savings in the Wall Street casino is a secure investment for the future. Sometimes it is. Sometimes it's not. Studies show the average American who follows that advice will outlive their savings by 10 years. Bank on Yourself is a guaranteed and predictable retirement plan alternative that gives you 100% control of your money, plus tax-free income in retirement. There's no luck, there's no skill, there's no guesswork required. Your plan doesn't go backward when the markets tumble. That's the great part about this. Like you have a big crash like 2008, you don't lose any money from this. Uh, both your principal and your growth are locked in. Bank on Yourself is the strategy that made you know, you know, famous businesses like McDonald's uh, able to operate because no banker would lend them any money. So they use something like this and it's built in inflation protection. It's the ultimate peace of mind for your retirement. Don't you want to learn about this? Don't you want a guaranteed, predictable annual growth uh, in your retirement, uh, control of your money, tax-free retirement income? Go to bankonyourself.com slash stew. Bankonyourself.com slash stew. They'll send you a free report with a proven re retirement plan alternative that banks and Wall Street are desperately hoping you don't hear about. Just go to bankonyourself.com slash stew for a free report. It's bankonyourself.com slash stew. Well, it's time for a brand new segment on the program. Bidenomics strikes back. Yes, uh, we, this is where we're going to watch the economy and see all the wonderful effects of Bidenomics. Because one of the most fascinating things that's happened over the past six months or so is Joe Biden has decided and been convinced by someone in you know some sort of uh, uh, brain freeze that he should take credit for this. Like, he should come out and say, you know what's great about this whole situation you're in? It's my fault. It's Bidenomics. Give me credit for it. Okay, let's give him credit for it. Bidenomics Strikes Back uh, is available uh, in the merch store, by the way, too, if you want, if you want to get a shirt that says... Bidenomics strike back in the Star Wars lettering. Uh, it's pretty cool, and I think you might like it. They've also got mugs up there and a bunch of other stuff. Check it out now. StuDoesMerch.com. Inflation ticks upward to 3.7% as the Fed's fight to tame high consumer prices rolls on. What's fascinating about this particular thing is inflation is lower than it was, you know, say, a year, year and a half ago. And that's from an economist's perspective, a generally positive thing, right? It's coming down, going the right direction. But what they never talk about is how real people feel about that. If you pay 100, you know, give you an example, you pay $100 for something, it go, inflation kicks in and it's $110, you're pissed off by the $110. If inflation then drops from 10% to 5%, and next time you're only paying, oh, it's only gone up 5% more, well, now you're paying $116. You were pissed off at 110 uh, the fact that it's a lower rate is not going to help you at all, and that's why people are so angry about the economy. Now, Georgia Governor Kemp has declared a state of emergency over inflation and has blamed D.C. appropriately for that problem. Jeff, Governor Kemp looking, has he, convert, has he transitioned? I don't It's a strange picture to use for Governor Kemp. Um, also, uh, California has kept his title um, as having the nation's highest poverty rate. Now, what's fascinating, of course, about that is that's Bidenomics on steroids, right? They've been doing it for a long time in California. If you want to see what the country looks like, if you keep Bidenomics in over 20, 30, 40 years, look no farther than California, where you can see poverty and strife pretty much, and also human feces, on pretty much every street corner.
All right, load up with the gear at stewdoesmerch.com. Right now we have anybody uh, but Biden is available. Anyone but Biden, 24, available. in, uh, And they have brand new today uh, the uh, sort of like cold drink cups, you know, the ones that keep your ice uh, cool and your drinks cool all day long. Make sure you can pick one of those up. You get 10% off if you use the code STU10. And as I mentioned, uh, we also have brand new today, Bidenomics Strikes Back. Yes, that's... That's up as well at studosmerch.com. Look, if Bidenomics is going to ruin your economy, you might as well have a cool shirt while it's happening. Studosmerch.com. Code is Stu10. See you tomorrow.